Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of Just Janice. I'm so excited for today's episode, like I always am, because I have Kim McQuitty on the podcast today. Kim is an author, speaker, certified Christian counselor, and SYMBS, which is Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts, assessment facilitator who advises women and couples by challenging them and inspiring them to maximize their God-given purpose by fulfilling Christ's mandate for their lives. Her self-published titles include Me, My Man and His Music, Unsave the Day, and a curriculum entitled Are You Wife Ready? Kim has been ministering to women for over 25 years. Many have been touched by her pragmatic, influential messages that transform lives, heal hearts, and win souls for Jesus Christ. Her vision is for ordinary women to become extraordinary women of distinction, worth, emotional wholeness, and kingdom excellence. With her passion and call to advocate Christ-centered marriages, Kim provides wisdom and direction for unmarried women and equips couples with tools to experience their relationship to the fullest. Welcome, Kim. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so excited for today's episode. And like I shared with you before we started recording, I have your book, Unsave the Date, and it is an incredible resource. So I'm just really excited to have you on here and to dive into all the things we're going to talk about today, but I would love to start out with doing five fun facts just so the listeners can kind of get to know you a little bit. So you ready for it? I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) All right. Question number one is what is something on your bucket list? You know what? There are a number of things on my bucket list. As I was thinking about that question, I'm thinking what will stand out the most to me? There's two things. Uh, One would be, I want to go to Singapore one day. I've just heard a lot of great things about Singapore nothing, no other reason other than that. And the other thing I would love to do, Janice, is go into a neighborhood where the community is underserved and pay for everybody's groceries in that community. Mm, I love that. I actually just got back from my um, church. We had a prayer night tonight and I was thinking about that, like, God, show me what it looks like to practically wash people's feet. Like, cause that's obviously not part of our culture. And like, when you said that, I'm like, that is how you wash people's feet. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I love that. Question number two, what is your favorite quote or scripture or both? My favorite scripture in this season is Romans 15 and 13 in the translation, the, the, uh, the TPT version. So as now may God, the fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing the passion translation with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with his super abundance until you radiate with hope. You know, there are so many people who are looking for peace. They're looking for peace in so many things. And if the only way they're going to have peace is to be in a relationship with the Prince of Peace. And even in the relationship with the Prince of Peace, we have to keep our minds stayed on him because so many things are vying for our attention to get us out of peace, to get us out of rest. So in this season, Romans 15. And 13 in the past translation and the uh, passion translation is my favorite scripture about keeping my mind on him and allowing him to be the fountain of hope, which is overflowing in containable joy. And you have, you can have that even when the storms are raging all around you. That's how powerful the word of God is. 
Amen. Amen. Girl, you, you're already <laughs> ministering to my heart. I'm actually planning a night of hope this coming weekend for my community. And when the Lord had me plan this like a couple months ago, I even told a friend, I don't really know why I'm doing this. So that I'm just being obedient to what he's putting on my heart. And we have had so much tragedy in my community over the last two weeks. Mm. And that scripture has been an anchor for me the last few days in the passion translation. I've been reading it over and over again. So I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're in my heart girl. Okay. Question number three is what is something that you do intentionally to connect with God? You know, one of my favorite things to do is get in my paper Bible. I know the f- iPhone and whatever INS, iPad or whatever that looks like, even on the computer, but it's something about turning the pages of a paper Bible and writing in it as God speaks to me. And I have two Bibles that I specifically write in. I have several translations of the, of the Bible in paper form, but there's two in particular that are, are paper Bibles that I read out of and mark up. And this is why, aside from this is the way that I can, the Lord speaks to me and I like to jot it down. But a part of my legacy is leaving a well-written Bible, a well-read Bible, a well-note-taped, marked-up Bible to each one of my daughters. And that is the reason why I use a paper Bible, because when I'm gone, I want them to see that Kim walked with the Lord. Amen. That is absolutely beautiful. I love that. If you could have a coffee date with anyone past or present, who would you choose? When I read that question, I said, okay, I can't just choose one. Here we go again. And let me tell you why. I would choose my late husband by far. And I was talking to my daughter about this question. And the first thing she said, dad, I think, and I thought the same thing. And then I took it a step further. I said, if I had a conversation with him, I would be so heartbroken once it's over. I said, Mm -hmm. so I would choose someone who I can talk to that can empower me for the journey for the seasons ahead. And that person would be my grandmother. So between mm-hmm. my late husband and my grandmother, those are the two, two people that I would want to talk to right now. I love those. And I love the depth of the thought that went into that. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last fun fact is what is one thing that God is teaching you in this season? How he is when we take our eyes off the clock and off the calendar and keep them fixed on him, knowing that he is a man, that he's not a man that he should lie. He is a man of his word, that his promises are yes and amen, and they will come to pass at the time that he has predestined for them. He is faithful even where we're not. His promises are yes and amen, and he is so faithful. Janice, he has been so faithful to me. My mind is blown. And even today, you know, it's just one day after the other, he keeps reminding me that he is a man of his word, so his faithfulness is how he is really ministering to me in this season. Amen. And I'm sitting here in my chair like, yes, yes, amen. <laughs> Obviously, I can't interrupt you because it would so mess with the sound quality, but I am, yes, I'm so excited with everything you're saying. It's so good. So could you tell us your story? Who is Kim McQuitty? Well, Kim McQuitty is someone who is passionate about what God has called her to do. And that, as you mentioned in the first part of your in, in introduction, is that women's ministry and women's ministry with a specialization on marriage. So I've had an opportunity to be in some form of women's ministry leadership for over 20 years. And women are close and near and dear to my heart. In the last few years, the marriage portion of the women's life, the season of life that women are in, has really become at the forefront. And I love that God has uh, trusted me with the heart of his daughters to speak into them. 
heart on my journey as being a Titus II woman to kind of just lead and guide them, you know, in the season that they're in. One of the things that was very critical in my shaping of my mind when I was young is to have an older woman a few seasons ahead of me speaking into my life. Someone just kind of pouring into me and just kind of mentoring me. And I find myself being that to so many people that God has given me the opportunity to do that. And I love what he has purposed me to do. It's something that makes me come alive. I can think about it and just get excited about the possibilities of how he will use me to minister to one of his daughters. Yes, that's so beautiful. And I know um, my one of my best friends and I have a ministry that we do together and we talk to women about that all the time. Like, what makes you come alive? What do you get excited about when you think about it? And, re- and then really just pressing into the Lord with how, do, how does that look practically for me to step out into, into what God has made me passionate about and my calling and things. So I love that. And I love that you hit on having spiritual moms and and mentors and things, because that is so important. We need that for ourselves. And then we need to be that for other people too. So, so, so good. So I love your website and it's areyouwifeready.com. And then you also have a book out, which I have right in front of me here titled unsave the day. Are you wife ready? So can you tell us what it means to be wife ready? Like where does inspiration come from that? The inspiration behind the initiative of being wife ready is to do the work on yourself before you the premise of Wife Ready is the happier, healthier, more complete and whole you are as an individual, the better your marriage will be. You cannot have a healthy relationship if you're not a healthy individual. It's just not possible. And there are so many things that girls don't know to their, not to their, not of the father their own. They just don't know what they don't know of so many things that you can take into a marriage that will be detrimental if you don't deal with it before you say, I do. So Wife Ready is all about becoming this whole, fulfilled, complete woman in Christ before she becomes someone else's wife. And what I've learned at my early age, of, at the age of 20 years old, is, when I, is how old I was when I got married, is that I didn't know what I didn't know, and that I didn't understand the sacrifice that marriage would require of me. I didn't understand God's heartbeat and the reason why marriage was even created in the beginning. And it's a beautiful relationship, and God created it. He created anything he creates, he creates for it to succeed, but we have to do it his way if we want his results. So Wife Ready is about teaching women what it is to be a wife after God's own heart, and that begins with looking inside of themselves and preparing themselves for the man that God's preparing them for in the season. Oh, that is so good. That's so good. And I want to talk about the tagline of your book, which is preparing for marriage beyond the wedding day. So much of my platform is encouraging singles during their season of singleness. And I love ministering on the topic of preparation. So what is some advice that you would give to singles who know that they want to be married, but they're not in that season yet? They're still in their season of singleness. What I, one of the things I'd like to say is that a wedding doesn't make you a wife. It, it just makes you married. Wives are they're made, they're not born. It, it's a process, you know? And one of the things I encourage women to do in their single season is to not be so consumed about aborting the season and just skipping over the seasons of singleness. You should not be just passively waiting for a husband. You should be actively living your life on purpose. There's something God has assigned for each one of us to do that we're gonna to have to give an account for. That is where the focus should be, working on yourself, putting your hands to what God is putting your heart to do, not aborting that or wasting the single season because the singleness is a gift just like marriage is a gift. 
you know, this is a season where you're able, absolutely able to throw yourself into everything that God's put in your heart to do, starting the business, starting the ministry, doing the traveling, you know, whatever that looks like. Now is that time to actually maximize you become a wife. You're going to be a wife. Then you're going to be a mother. And then that, that those, those seasons, all those things that comes along with forming uh, a marriage, being in a relationship and building a life together, you will have as much time as you have on this side of I do. So this is the, this is the time to become the person that you always wanted to become. Become this full, well-rounded woman of God that God is calling you to be. And then when the time comes for you to be married, you take all your fullness, all your completeness, all your, your uh, confidence into that marriage and you'll complement the marriage instead of looking for the marriage to complete you. Mm, so much wisdom and everything you just said. And you are so echoing my heart is I'm still in the season of being singleness and God has me encouraging people to celebrate the season of life that they're in to not waste it because there's so many things that God does want to do in and through our lives in every season. And so that is so good. I love everything that you hit on. So are there any enemy traps, enemy regarding marriage that you could hit on for listeners? Yes. One of the number one enemy lies about marriage is that marriage is about you. And it's not. It's not about you just not being single, single anymore. It's not about you just having a, a companion all the time. Not about being able to have a family, procreation, and all the great things that come with having a marriage. That's included. But marriage is about the metaphor that Christ has, the relationship he has with the church. Your marriage, any marriage should mirror that relationship. So it's not about us. It's, not, it's about us being Jesus with skin on. It's about the people that see us seeing that the love of Christ, that the love that has, Christ has for us being exuded between you and your spouse. So it's not about, you know, witty hashtags or, you know, whatever uh, venue is going to be or the, the color palette and the cake tasting. All those things are great. But at the end of the day, that is a wedding. And that was that wife ready was born, birthed and born for women to look beyond the wedding day, look beyond the altar. Look beyond the, the, the crowd. Look beyond the save the day cards. And I put the name of the book is called Unsave the Day because I want people to think about, OK, not call off anything that you have already planned. And it's not just for engaged couples and not, not, not engaged women. It's actually, this curriculum is for anyone who is single, whether you're divorced, never been married before. There's something for everyone in every season of life. But it's to take your eyes and look beyond the wedding day, look beyond the altar, look beyond you getting, you know, uh, at the reception and your party. Now, what are you going to do with this? How are you going to live this life? What does it look like to be a wife? Are you equipped? You know, have you done the work on yourself? What is marriage all about? Who is this guy that I married? Are we compatible? Are our purposes aligned? What is this all about? I have a husband. Now what? So it's getting women to focus that it's not about you. And what I like to tell women, and I tell couples in my premarital counseling sessions, that in order for your marriage to live, you're going to have to die to yourself. You're going to have to die to yourself. And that is one of the number one things that um, couples have challenges with is the pride. Of course, we all deal with pride. But it's just uh, when you're in a marriage, it's no longer about you. It's from me to we, minor hours in every sense of the way. And if you're not done being single, you don't need to be getting married. Girl, yes, yes, that is. That one is quotable right there. Mm -hmm. You are not done being single. Yes, because there's so many people that do enter into marriages and they're still trying to live like they're single. And 
and you hit on that, like that selfish side of us that thinks that it is about us and it's not, it's about serving, ministering together and what God has for the both of you. And so I, you guys, seriously, if you are single, go check out her platform because you will gain so much wisdom for the season you're in. This is so, so good, Kim. I love everything that you're saying. And I'm like, yes, I'm absorbing all of it. So good. So in your book, you talk about knowing your identity and having wholeness in, wholeness in Christ. So can we talk about that? Yes. You know, one of the biggest reasons, the number one reasons uh, that couples get divorced, it translates to some form of brokenness. So brokenness can look like sexual immorality. It can look like financial issues. It can look like abandonment. It can look like abuse. It can look like addiction. That stems from somewhere. And most times when there's challenges in the marriage on that level, they have been brought into the marriage. That is another reason uh, why I focus on becoming whole. That's the second chapter in the workbook. We talk about being whole and doing the work on yourself and who do you need to forgive? You know, who, what do you need to let go? Who abused you? Why did you even allow someone to take advantage of you? Not in an abusive situation, but you're in a relationship where you know it wasn't the best relationship for you, but you went along with it out of fear that no one would ever come along and, and pursue you again. Why did you allow yourself to be um, a strong along for years? You know, there are women who or in relationships with, with men for three or four, five, six years, and the man never commits to them. And then he sees someone and he gets you know, to a relationship with someone else in six months, he's engaged. Why do we allow that to happen? What brokenness is causing us to hold on to someone who doesn't want us? Mm. When a, what is that in us that allow us to be just carried, you know, strung along in tow? And sometimes it, tra- it translates to the brokenness we may have had with our earthly father. And the trauma that we're dealing with, the issues from our earthly father and the things we're hoping that a man would give us that our earthly father didn't do or didn't give or wasn't able to provide. But if God is not enough, no man will ever be. No earthly man can fill that void, can heal us, can hold up, can make us whole and love us as we are, but strive for us to be better. Nobody, nobody but our heavenly father can do that. He said, I'm a father to the fatherless. So being whole, being complete in Christ is knowing as I am today, I am enough because I am in him. He is all that I need and everybody and everything outside of that is a bonus. Yes. Amen. Amen. And I just want to encourage anyone who might be listening, who doesn't have a relationship with Christ to pursue him. The word says when we draw near to him, he draws near to us. And and I love that you talked even earlier in this conversation about the importance of the word of God. That is something I'm so passionate about telling people like be in the word of God. That is how you're transformed. That's how you know who he is. That's how you know who you are in him. And so, yeah, it's such a beautiful thing. And I'm so thankful for a relationship with him and yeah, we could do a whole yeah. podcast, probably five mm. podcasts. Just absolutely, about absolutely. He's everything. And you're right. We are transformed by the word, by renewing our mind. And the word of God is, um, it is life. It's, 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 there are some seasons when I, and I know the word is the word and it's God's, God breathed word. And it's the, the Bible is the basic instructions before leaving earth. It is our roadmap. It is what God has put in place for us to live that life of peace and godliness. And there are some seasons when the word is uh, comes alive in ways where you've read that scripture before, but for some kind of way, you just see it in a whole nother set of eyes that you needed to be for you to be in that particular season. It was It's the same scripture, same meaning, but has more impact in a different, than a different season. It's just amazing how powerful God's word is. And I'm like you, I'm passionate about it. I have paper Bibles and all translations. 
I pick up the Bible, my Bible on my phone. It's the first app I pick up in the morning and I, I don't check anything. I read the scripture of the day or wherever, wherever I'm reading, I left off of that. That is what I do. I'm not tempted to go on Facebook or Instagram because the word of God is my anchor. Yes. It, is, it keeps me grounded. It is my faith. And when I keep my eyes fixed on God, I see how much he is able to work in my life. When I'm working, God's resting. When I'm mm -hmm. resting, God's working. And yes. I'm resting on his promises. I'm resting on what he's already done. We're not trying to get God to do something. We need to settle into what he's already done and appropriate it by faith. Yes. Girl, yes. Oh, yes. I'm, I love everything you're saying. And just encourage people to, to, if you haven't been in the word or you don't even know where to start to get a Bible, get a, get a translation that you understand. I love new King James. I know you talked about the passion. I love the passion translation. Um, those are kind of the two that I bounce back and forth between, but it is, it's living and active and it changes us. It like changes us. Yes. It yeah. does. So to much be to, more like, to be more like him. It changes us to be yeah. more like him. Yeah. Yes. Amen. So Kim, is there any other advice or anything else on your heart for listeners? You know what? And since we're talking about the word, one of the things that I like to think or share and communicate to others when it comes down to the word and to marriage is the further away we get from the word of God, the harder marriage becomes. And the reason I say that is because God created it. It was his idea. It was a great idea. It's the one of the life-giving relationships there is on the planet done his way is the it's the next thing best to heaven next to heaven it's the best thing next to heaven done his way it is a it, and just imagine how much he loves us that is the love that we can have in a fleshy relationship we can't love and on the scale or the depth of how he loves us but we can come close when we're in the word and it is the word of god it and i tell girls i said how important it is for you to have a relationship in the word of God on this side of I do, because you have to have that anchor. There are gonna be seasons in your life, and there has been seasons, I'm sure, in your single life where you just don't have the instructions, you don't have the words, you don't know what to do, you don't know where to turn. But when you're anchored in the Lord, and you carry all of who you are, that godliness being that woman of God into your, into your marriage, then life has a whole different meaning as opposed to where we're trying to do it in our own strength. We were created to do it in our own strength. God said in his word, be strong in the Lord, not be strong in your own strength. And allowing the Holy Spirit to be our comforter, to be our guide, to be our teacher, to be our leader. And the word of God done right in marriage, those two married together, you can have a marriage that, that lasts a lifetime and that uh, people are talking about years after you're gone. We should have a marriage that aspire people to say, I want what they have. And we can have that when we're connected and we're anchored in the word. And I have seen how powerful the word is in my life as a, as a woman of God, as a, as a, as a mother, as a, as a widow. Oh my gosh, how faithful God has been. And that's what we're talking about on the first end of this podcast of how faithful we get in the word and just allow it to change us. It even minister to ministers. Putting a bomb over my soul and my spirit began to start being lifted. So if I had parting words to your list, they fall in love with the word of God. Yeah. Fall in love with the word of God. God is faithful. The character of God, 
the ways of God, the promises of God, the things you need to know about God, the intimacy is all found in his word. He left it for us. It is to be accepted. He's not going to force it on us. But I, I, like the Bible said, Deuteronomy, I, I set before you life and death. Choose life that you and your descendants may live. Your, your whole life can have a generational impact. Your, your life have a generational impact of those coming behind you when you fall in love with the word of God. Yes. Yes, that is so good. And even as you're talking, I'm thinking about how important it is for people who are listening who are single to find someone else who is just as passionate about pursuing the things of God, just as passionate about about his word and his presence and, and being about the father's business because there's so and that could be a whole other episode dude just talking yes. about being so yoked because so many times I think we settle and we're like well he's a Christian I'm a Christian but there you need to make sure that you guys are on the same level same page because otherwise you're going to be dragging him along or he's going to drag you back or or vice versa exactly so, that's yeah. so important yeah and you do not want to join your future with someone that has only a small role in their life yeah yeah. So I totally agree with you. Yes. Yes. That's so good. So can, can you tell everyone how they can connect with you through social media, your website, and all those things, which I mentioned a little bit earlier, and I'll also link them. And then would you be willing to pray over our listeners today? Sure. Absolutely. Um, I can be found on Instagram at wife ready, as well as on Facebook at wife ready. My website is ruwifeready.com. Uh, the first page of that is a blog, some things from my heart that I like to share to women who are aspiring to get married. And there's a store also on my, on my website where you can purchase my books that Janice mentioned in the first part of the podcast. My late husband was a musician. So anyone who's in a relationship with a musician, I wrote my story about that season of my life, me, my man, and his music. Unsaved the Date, Are You Wife Ready is the companion that goes along with the workbook, Are You Wife Ready? Uh, workbook curriculum, and there's also a set of uh, videos that you want to do. The I call it a boot camp. Boot camps are intensive. Boot camps are all about making you better, and they really challenge you. So that's why I call it a boot camp, and that's doing the work on yourself and preparing yourself for marriage. So all that can be found on areyouwifeready.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming yeah. on today. It's such a blessing just to yes. talk to you and minister to awesome. me. And I know it's going to minister to everyone who tunes in yes. to listen. So thanks, Kim. Awesome. Yeah. Father, we thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. We thank you for who you are. Thank you for being our father. Thank you for being who you are in our life. And I thank you for each one of your daughters that are gathered here, those who are listening to this podcast, those who may have stumbled upon it, God, they're not here by happenstance. I thank you, Lord, that you'll begin to speak to their hearts in the way that they're received in the season that they're in. Those that are listening that have frustrations and questions and God, are just, just at an impasse and not sure which way to turn. I thank you, Lord, that you will lead them to, to find the answer that they're looking for in your word. I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, God, that we have to come together to share what it looks like to be a woman after your own heart, to be a wife after your own heart. And I thank you, Lord, as those who you are preparing, God, for the husband that you're preparing for them, God, that you will begin to just speak to them. You'll begin to lead them. You'll begin to guide them. You will give, begin to order their steps in the way that you will have them to go. I thank you for each one of your daughters in the season that they're in, that they will be content but where you're leading them, God, they will be a base and a bound where you're calling them and you're strengthening them for where you're taking them. 
I honor you and I praise you for who you are. Thank you for Janice and the heart that she had for singles, this platform that she's created for them, God. I thank you, Lord, that you're downloading content into her spirit that will reach them in a way that they need to be ministered to. And we give you the praise and glory for all these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Just Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. To find other great podcasts in the network, visit newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Just Janice Podcast. Oh, 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 oh